0: Hey friends, welcome to Weekend Extra. We are so glad you're here. We are here with Jeffy Jeffy Bogue Bogue, talking (laughs) after the sermon, uh, good goals, bad gods. Yep. So this week was all about work, and you caught me off guard on this one, I'll be honest. Okay. I felt like at the beginning of the sermon series, I thought through, sometimes I try to do this. Yeah,
1: you try to fill in the blanks I try to predict, like...
0: You know, which issues are we going to talk about? And work was not on my Uh list. You should hang out
1: with Heidi. She does the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call her. Okay.
0: (laughs) So it was really fun to talk through this one and you just really talking about the importance of work, Mm -hmm. which I really loved. Um, Just your honesty on that and like a great challenge on it. So as I was listening to your conversation, I thought of friends that I love or people who are in the audience today uh, who were thinking like, Yikes, this is tough for me. Yeah. So I agree with you. I agree, you know, you've convinced me. I understand now that work is something that I should do as unto the Lord, and I don't want to be lazy or idle,
1: Yeah. or what was the second idle, word? idle, disruptive, and a busybody. Yes. Like, the way the Apostle Paul says it. Let's not do that. Like, yeah.
0: I want to be a hard worker now. But this is, like, deep in me, dude. Like, okay. My dad was this way. My family was this way. We made fun of people who worked hard. You know, I love my family. I love serving at church, but I have rolled my eyes at people who work hard for a long time. ok. How do I even begin to start this like mental transition? Like this it feels like a big jump, I'm sure for some people. So what would your encouragement or wisdom be for those friends?
1: You know, it's <clears throat> it has to be a spiritual decision, I think. So um there is there is a side of that where where people um, have been raised to kind of get by and do the minimum and it's the dumb people that kill themselves it's the smart people who relax and do whatever they want right. to do enjoy life. yeah right so first of all don't throw the baby out with the bath water because because the other side of this conversation is like being a workaholic right living for work we just didn't have that conversation this weekend that's the one that we're used to having mm. but this side where, where i look and i say spiritually my life is not my own My time is not my own, my body's not my own, my resources are not my own, and I have been created in Christ uh, to do good works that he's prepared in advance for me to do. Part of those good works come by working in the marketplace. Uh, Timothy Keller, one of my favorite authors, you should read every book he ever wrote, uh, he says this, he says, The greatest act of worship for an airline pilot is to land the plane safely. It's a place where God has put him, an occupation God has given him, a responsibility that God has placed on him. And when he executes all of that, he is honoring God because ultimately like God ordained all a that. a
0: weird thought for me. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I s- you're right, like landing the plane. Like that is an act of worship to God. Right, because God, God has
1: ordained all of that. So I when I am a junior in high school and I have a history test— It is God who caused me to be born when I was born, God who caused me to be born where I was born, God who caused me to go to the high school that I go to, God who placed me in the history class that he's placed me into, and God who presents me with the information that he wants me to learn. So we would believe that. We, we would believe that God uh, ordained those things. And one way or another, whether I remember the year that Rome fell or not, one way or another, the combination of all of that work adds up to me doing what God has called me to do. Yeah. So when I look back on my life, right, I'm old now. Uh, when, I was a, when I was a teenager, I would look and say, what do, I, what do I need to know this for? This is dumb. Well, when you weave that, information, or why do I have to mow this grass? This is dumb. Or I used to work at like a a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Why do I have to work with these people? This is dumb. I hate this job, right? You realize God weaves all that into the tapestry of my life, and he prepares me to do what I'm doing today, you know? Why did Joseph have to be Potiphar's slave? Why did he have to go and be in prison? Why was he dropped into the well? Why couldn't he have just been made pharaoh, Hmm. Well, God was working his plan all the way through, so our work is a part of that work is a massive part of our life, and whether it's an occupational work, it's a homemaker work it's a, a being a student or uh whatever we do, it's a big part of our life. It's to be done as to the Lord, and God uses it to mold us and form us the way He wants to
0: so do you have a follow up resource recommendation? like you mentioned <clears throat> Timothy Keller, correct is that yeah. what you said. Is there a book or a follow-up that you'd recommend for someone who like wants more on that work?
1: Yeah, if you Google Timothy Keller and work, or Google Andy Stanley and work, or uh, sermons slash work kind of a thing, you will find a bunch of resources. I can't off the top of my head remember all the names of his books and things like that, but there's a lot of uh, stuff out there that's good that's on the, that talks about the theology of work, God's view of
0: work. I did like how you mentioned that. Right towards the end of the sermon, you threw that statement out there, which was kind of like, was like, oh, I feel like we could do a whole sermon series on that. Oh, like the theology of work. Hands I down. I just hadn't thought of those words together, you yeah. know?
1: So remember in the Garden of Eden, before the fall, Adam and Eve worked. Work is not a part of the curse. The, the difficult to get a return from the ground is a part of the curse. But Adam was working even before sin entered the world. He was caring for the garden, naming the animals he was working with and for God.
0: Work was not a part of the fall.
1: Work is not a part that of the is fall. Like...
0: All of this is work, blowing Work mind. is a part Jeff, of Jeff, you are helping me with all of these things in my go. life. There you go. Man, this,
1: turn, this, this is no longer Weekend Extra. It's Help <laughs> Hannah. Welcome right? to Help with Hannah. <laughs> yeah. But but God, work is a reflection of God's image in us. So God is a worker, right? So he's working. And so our our need to and desire to work is a part of us being created in the image of God. It's not a result of the fall. The 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 frustration in producing the ground when God says the you're going to have to struggle to get things to grow from the ground it, that's not because Adam was cursed to work it's like basically it, it's because all of creation was cursed and now it wasn't working as easily as it used to be hmm. but so but it's not work is never a negative thing in the scripture it's a positive so
0: thing. to our friends as the at the beginning of this question who are saying this is a tough mindset for me to get into There's so much more to dive into. So if this sermon piqued your interest or kind of convicted you in a way of like, man, I need to do this, just keep on, keep on searching because there's a (laughs) lot more out there. Um, Jeff, I kind of think of someone maybe on the opposite side of the spectrum mm-hmm. who's listening to the sermon and was like, preach it, Jeff. Like, yeah. yeah, those lazy people, like those idle people, and they're picturing them and their friends. Or you gave a special shout out for millennials. Yeah, you know, there's, special
1: millennials. There's
0: kind of that whole thought around millennials that they're just not working hard enough. And um, what would you say, or what would your challenge be or encouragement to people who are on that other side? And are just almost like, I don't know what the word would be, judgmental, frustrated. Like when you're talking about this and they're picturing those people, it's just like, ugh.
1: So I, I think we have to be careful when we, when we look at other people and their work. Um, there are some people who cannot work, and they are to be the object of charity and compassion, uh, I told the you know the story in in the service I am actually a child that was raised on social security disability benefits my dad had a heart attack and a stroke uh, when he was 48 I was 12 and if not for social safety nets I wouldn't have had a roof over my head and food in my belly so that is an example of someone who could not work mm-hmm. And we became the object of compassion and charity through a governmental system. So we had to be very careful with that. Um, we, we also have to be careful in looking and saying, that person does not work the way that I work. And that's what I run into with millennials a lot. I'm a little bit defensive of millennials, I'll be honest with you, because they work differently. There are lazy people in every generation right? That's just the way that it is. (laughs) But millennials work differently. And so they they work fluidly. They work all the time. That they they may not sit down and crank out eight hours or ten hours, but they're always kind of working, researching. They think differently. They 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 work in a in a fluid manner. Doesn't mean that they don't work, and doesn't mean that they don't work effectively. And so I'll see that sometimes. I'll see a really corporate people. They're like there is this way, and then I'll see them that we have this in the church. There are people that are like every dot every you know team oh, yeah, crossed, totally. da, 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 and then they run into creative people and what it's hard to understand is being creative is as demanding as being detailed. Hmm. It's different work. So we have to be careful to respect people in those ways. So sorting through what who should be the object of compassion as opposed to being the object of where Paul says they should be ashamed that they are unwilling to work. The word unwilling is a really big word there um, because some people are unable. And then also looking and saying, just because one generation or one group doesn't work the way that I work— it is uh, is different, and it doesn't mean that somebody's not a hard worker. It just means that they work different, and it doesn't mean that the other person works dumb. They work mm-hmm. different, right? So you have to look into all of that. I think before you draw a judgment, and and I think, um, in fact, I'm confident that anytime we stereotype or generalize people, we dehumanize them. So don't like millennials. Now that's no longer a person; it's a group. Well, it's not true of everybody. So look at the individual, walk it through with them, find the goals with them, and kind of go from there. I look at the high school kid who maybe isn't making tacos but is playing a sport and getting uh, A's and B's in school. They're working, right? Now, I'm assuming they have permission from their parents to do that, so they're working differently. That doesn't mean they're lazy. It just means that they're not making money. Uh, a stay-at-home mom, she working She working hard, but she may not be making money, right? So it's that kind of thing that we, when you're on the other side of it, you just have to be careful and wise. And if you find the unwilling person, Paul says, to rebuke them, warn them, help them. If you find somebody that just does things different than you, you should probably respect them, maybe try to learn from them.
0: Yeah. that's a hard challenge because it's pretty easy to judge. Yeah. I'll just oh. speak personally oh, I would sh- say it's very easy for me yeah, to judge I've noticed so. that in you yes, thanks, <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> well friends thanks for joining us through Weekend Extra we hope that the sermon and this conversation were really challenging and just encouraging to you as you look at your goals when it comes to work thanks friends